All right, now you listen here. I know okay. that we got a lot of listeners cross pond over there, so I ain't trying to offend nobody or getting no kind of hot water or nothing. Oh, you understand okay. me? Uh-huh, but I'm listening. I had a realization, and you just leave it here to your good buddy Uncle Ben to blow the doors off his son, bitch. Somebody's got to <laughs> talk about this, all right? Okay, let's hear it. Listen, here's what I'm thinking, all right? Mm-hmm. We got a country of people over across the pond. Mm-hmm. What's all pale, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They spend all their time in the gloom, hardly ain't no sunshine. They seem to like it that way. They don't move or nothing like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be acceptable to them, yeah. Mm-hmm. They got crazy teeth, all right? <laughs> okay. Now listen, I can make that observation as a fellow crazy tooth person. I come from, mm. from people across the pond, so it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they be spending all their time eating blood sausages? That's hey. true. Mm-hmm. Is the UK just vampires? Is it just me or are they oh, all vampires? <laughs> I right? didn't see that that's where we were going, but Do yeah, the math. I think so. Yeah, I'm okay. Let me add it up here. So we got the teeth, we got the blood, we got the the, the hatred of the the sun. Sounds all like right. vamps to me. Sounds like vamps. I mean, honestly, uh, the, the 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 British are not known for being super religious. Religious. Mm. I say. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So, they avoid spicing their food up too much, probably because they scared somebody might slip a garlic in there. Okay. Ooh, kill all right. Dead. Now, all right. I'm fully convinced, yeah, that Prince Charles, oh, King Charles, sorry. I apologize, of course, to the monarchy <laughs> who are listening. Uh, that King Charles. <laughs> who you respect Charles, greatly, obviously. Do you respect the monarchy? Um, uh, uh, yeah, King Charles is for sure a vampire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Called it. I think the whole nation. I think they're barely the, even trying to hide it. Trying to yeah, hide it. Yeah, that's a good doubt. point. That's a good point. I think honestly, our our dead and lobsters listening right now will probably confirm that over on the on the Facebook group. Just let us know: Are you a vampire? And be yeah. honest, because mm-hmm. you be know honest. the rule. If you're if you're a vampire and somebody asks you if you're a vampire, you have to say yes. Mm-hmm. And at Christmas, you tell the truth, and it's going to be Christmas yep. kind of soon. So, so there you go. <laughs> so there you go. You guys go over there and you comment in the Facebook group. Oi, I'm a vampire, aren't I? Uh, pass the blood sausage, dear. Mm. Dear. Uh-huh. Dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. This is great. <laughs> well, these cultural revelations and more you will hear on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the podcast here with your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. And on today's episode, we are getting into the dang old Halloween spirit. Oh my goodness gracious, it's our first episode of October 20 and 23. We are getting in that Halloween spooktacular spirit by cracking it off with a fun one. You know what? Hey, let's all just do a fun one. Let's do a silly one, you know? We this did the serious one last one. week. Yeah, we did the cell last week. Ooh, serious. Yeah, very serious. Ooh. Yeah, let, let's just have, yeah, everybody make a, a fun face or do you know charlie's angels pose or whatever mm-hmm. uh we'll do a silly one and then we'll get to a real serious one jason goes to hell <laughs> spoilers the most serious one ever yeah very serious one we're talking about dang old Ernest 
Scared Stupido here on That's today's right. show. That's from mm-hmm. 1991 when I was merely a seven-year-old's man. A seven-year-old of a seventh son I was, similar to <laughs> Ernest himself. If you want to get straight on to the movie discussion, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. But don't leave us hanging. You want to hang out with your boys. You want to get them socks and shoes off and have right. yourself a Relax. good old relaxing yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Catch up with your boys and all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, don't be that way. Do stay, but if you don't, hey, you just be that way, all right? All right. <laughs> Listen, you know, I I can't uh, disagree with you because a lot of that rhymed. Some people out there are just in such a hurry to get into the Halloween spirit. They're like, I got to know if I need to watch Ernest Scared Stupid or if I'm just <laughs> wasting a day of October by doing so. So they want to use that, that timestamp and get right on to the movie discussion. Right, yeah. But I'll it go happens. ahead and spoil it for you. Yeah, what well, you should watch Ernest Scared Stupid. You probably now, should. I'm just saying, it, 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 am I obviously looking at this through rose-colored glasses and I, I definitely have trouble separating my past association and love of Ernest from this viewing uh, for a a critical review. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that everybody would love this movie as much as, say, I do. But at the very least, you're going to enjoy Eartha Kitt. How about that? And you can watch it for free on YouTube. So yeah, it's free. Yeah, it's free on YouTube with ads. So just go check it out. It's like an just hour. Just go for and it. Just minutes. go for it, man. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Man, how's your week been going this week, dude? Uh, busy. I mean, we we just got uh, when we're recording this, we just got out the the new uh, episode of Legacy Brutality on John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy, and uh, we're also working on a uh, Patreon episode on uh, Cigarette Burns, uh, the first season episode of of uh, masters of horror that was directed by john carpenter that he says he feels like fits into the apocalypse trilogy uh go check out the legacy brutality patreon if you want to find out if uh, we agree uh, but uh, we've also just been working on that uh conjuring hell rankers that's out by the now- time this comes out and i'll tell conjuring. you what mm. Mm, boy <laughs> You're just you conjuring know, up some love for those uh, no, uh, them people. What are they called? The the oh yeah the Warrens. No, the Warrens. Ed, yeah, you Ed love and them. Lorraine can just oh, fuck right off, man. I'll tell you <laughs> what, I didn't realize because The Conjuring Two I think is uh, uh, a pretty solid uh, horror picture and has some really great like visuals and stuff and and definitely like you know if you can divorce yourself from from. The fact that Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, apparently showed up to the house uninvited and uh, <laughs> wanted to stay and do a bunch of stuff, but were oh. told to leave. So the true story is they showed up, talked to him a little bit, and left. Um, <laughs> okay, that's less interesting, though. Like, <laughs> you can't make a movie out of that, right? Yeah. Actually, it would be amazing if there was a Conjuring movie where just nothing happened, and it just showed yeah, them uh-huh, trying just, to set up some kind of scheme, and then right. it didn't work, and they just went and got some burgers and talked about the next uh, yeah, you know, whatever they were scam do. They're, they're working on. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting. The Curse of La Llorona was... Boy, it was real bad. It was bad. I heard that one sucks a lot. Yeah, it's not good. So yeah, it, it that that has been part of our week. Uh, other than that, though, man, I I have just been like really uh, trying to uh, write up 
the next few episodes of Legacy Brutality because it's a lot of work. <laughs> Boy, did I get myself into a lot of work, but I definitely found uh, getting the episode out and seeing everybody, you know, responding positively to it that made me feel like a million times better about the whole endeavor and really got me excited to get into some future stuff. So, man. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out that new episode of Legacy of Brutality. What Get you your damn to? cross promotion out of here. <laughs> you son bitch. Hey, listen. <laughs> go to my brother's restaurant while you're at it. All right. Where is it? And my people, okay. he used to work down there at the sawmill. Go buy some products from the sawmill while you's at it. Listen. Yeah, okay. Listen. <laughs> listen. Listen at you. So, yeah, what have you been up to this week? Man, it's been a kind of busy week. Been doing some old house cleaning and stuff, uh, making some room for some things we got coming in and a little guest room action and all that kind of jazz. So doing some work around the house and keeping it real. Honestly, pretty chill. Like, not really that yeah, crazy cool. of a week. I had time to watch a couple of things oh, on good. the old boob tube this week. We watched the dang old Witches of Eastwick, dude. So Whoa, okay. I, I think I'd just seen this movie one time. Uh-huh. And... I remember being kind of weirded out by it and not really getting the vibe. Kind of like what I was saying um, last week about, uh, fuck, what was that movie that I was talking about last week that I didn't really get the first time? Oh. We did it on the show. Yeah. Uh, Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes That's Her. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Witches of Eastick was kind of similar where I didn't really know what to expect, and it's a really weird vibe in that movie. It but is. But, man, this yeah. time around, I really liked it. That is a really fucking good movie. Yeah, no, I would I would absolutely agree with that. Haven't seen it in a while, dude. Yeah, no, it's really really good, man. We watched uh, dang old Halloween three season of a witch. Oh, awesome! It was still uh, a blast, I imagine. It's always a pleasure watching our main man Chalice just living off the OG Atkins diet, which of course is beer, cigarettes. Child neglect and women. That's the original Atkins, Tom Atkins diet right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just all you need is a six pack of uh, high life, uh, you know, a pack of cigarettes and a a hot young lady. A woman one third of your age. Absolutely. 100%. Go for it. (laughs) It is a great movie, though. I still do really fucking love that thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a blast. I mean, it. You know, we talked about it long ago. Uh, oh, go yeah. check that episode out. But like, yeah, it's 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 real cool. If if really like Carpenter had gotten to pursue that idea of using Halloween as like an anthology type of series, where each installment was a different movie, you know, based around Halloween. I, I love that idea. Totally, and, man. And Season of the Witch is a great example of what that could have been. It's weird as fuck. Yeah, the answer is batshit insane. Uh, still really, really awesome, though. We watched Child's Play after that. We had a little mini marathon last night, watched some Child's Play, the OG, which uh-huh. uh, is great, man. So I was actually yeah. doing some, some Halloween crafting while uh, oh. this was on. So we went to the dang old, uh, the, the TJ Maxx, or maybe it was a Home Goods. I can't remember. I think it was a TJ okay. Maxx there uh-huh. a week or two ago and did some Halloween shopping. And I got this crazy, it, it's like a fucking three and a half foot tall, like resin statue of these like three skulls stacked on top of each other. It's super oh, fucking okay. badass. But it's this like super blingy, like shiny, bright gold color, which is kind of cool mm. if you live in like 
maybe a gothic palace. Um, sure. I don't. I live yeah. in a, a gothic apartment. So the gold wasn't really quite getting it. So I was like going over the whole thing with like black paint, like dry brushing it to give uh-huh. it a more like oiled bronze kind of rustic look. It looks fucking awesome now. But That's cool. point being, I wasn't really watching the movie. I was listening to a lot of it. And man, I don't think I'd realize like how much the soundtrack in that movie does so much heavy lifting. There is so much just like super yeah. dark, discordant, ominous, creepy yeah. as shit in that soundtrack. It's so good. Well, yeah, I mean, like... You know, you look at that and and Brad Dorf's voice performance. That's what He's makes so good. Child's Play work, right? Because like it's a doll. Like it's a doll. Every yeah. every doll movie, the doll has to have some way of being intimidating and in this case the doll is actually physically attacking people, so it's like that's a little silly. So you really need the other stuff to like amp up the the tension when the doll is attacking totally man i also forgot that like that movie has more endings than like return of the king yeah it's wild (laughs) i i forget about it man Uh because i I always remember like yeah there's a confrontation then he gets thrown in the fireplace so he's all burnt and melted and then the burnt and melted one comes back and gets decapitated and then also there's still more after that. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, holy fuck, yeah. you fucking die already, man. We need to get back to that series because we've done one and two, which one I, two, I yeah. enjoy. Uh, and three is kind of the barrier for me because it's not great. But Bride of Chucky is so good. Like, we got to get to it. I, I, I really would like to return to that series at some point, and I need to get into that television series because I know everybody's is digging on it. Yeah, I hear that it's good. Yeah, we should do that. Maybe we'll do one... I don't know, maybe around like the holidays or something, because it's sure, toys, yeah. you know? Yeah, kids be watching absolutely. for toys at Christmas time, so it just That's makes right. sense, right? And kids be listening to podcasts around that time. Always, so, always, man. <laughs> Dude, the other thing that we watched this week, which you're going to be so stoked on, okay. uh, we watched fucking Idle Hands, finally. Oh, yes! What did you think? I loved it. We both just yeah. fucking loved it. It's so yes. fucking good and stupid. Yes. I'm so glad that it we is. bought it Very instead dumb. of rented it. Like, uh, I mean, it, it's so just 90s as fuck. Yes. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to realize that was homeboy from Daredevil in there as one of the like friend buddies. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Foggy, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. That's Foggy. You got Seth Green in there. You got, uh, oh, shit. Fucking uh, Casper. Damn it! The main oh. guy. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I forgot his name. There's a bunch of people beating on their dash right now because uh, he was hot in the 90s. Yeah, Everybody totally. Shit. Yeah. Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. There he is. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's in there. And you got that lady what makes my shampoo and conditioner in there, Jessica Alba. Uh-huh. Yeah, Jessica Alba. Definitely in there. Like, She is so young in that. Like, She's teeny yeah. tiny. Uh, oh, and also fucking... Oh, who else is in that? Damn it. What's then, her name? Uh, Fred Willard is in there. Fred Willard. But yes, also the the, the, the chick who's hunting the, the hand. She's oh, yeah. Vivica A. Fox. Vivica yeah. A. Fox. Yes. She's so awesome in it. Yeah. She's that, awesome. It was so yeah. fun. It had like some amazingly unnecessary brutal gore in it that I loved uh-huh. so much. <laughs> and the so soundtrack cool. was great. And it, it honestly kind of had just like... 
I think the bare minimum amount of like '90s homophobic slurs in it, like right, just there enough still... to make it as a '90s movie, you know? Yeah, just like it's two, convincing. Maybe. Yeah, like nobody's gonna be like, "That's not a '90s movie for sure." <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, no, they they dropped the hard F in there like two yeah, times, so probably a '90s movie. Probably. Other than that, though, it was it was really fun. It was so stupid, cool. like it totally reminded me of a movie that. I would have loved in the late 90s and like yes. my parents would yeah. have thought was so stupid. And they would have been kind of right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but, really fun. You know. <laughs> it was. It was a blast. I enjoyed it very much, man. That's I hope awesome. I enjoy this year co-beer as much. Ooh, now, I was looking on? through my co-beer collection here that I have in the studio fridge uh-huh. and I found this and right here what was gifted to me by our good buddy old Roger Dean Miller. This is a Drecker brewing uh-huh. company um this is called their purple pert p-r-r-r-t is that is it like a fart okay noise? pert i don't know pert so the reason that i chose this one is i was like you know what this here is a kids movie we're talking about i uh-huh. need to have a kids beer for this show okay is it purple it is I'm a excited. grape soda sour what i yeah. want it oh that sounds awesome I hope that it's awesome. It says that it has, yeah, pear, plum, guava, and grape soda mix in it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love, like, I, you know, y- y- I never have it. Ooh, yeah. But it smells like grape soda. <laughs> get that craving every once in a while for a grape soda. Like, there's nothing like it. it- Man, there's a, uh, there's a couple, like, you know, decently okay, healthy, like probiotic sodas that I found at the fucking co-op. Oh, really? God, this is probably the whitest sentence I have ever said <laughs> in my fucking life. I was down Jesus. at the co-op looking at the probiotic sodas. And <laughs> at my local co-op. I tossed a few of those in my Subaru, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. Took them back for a nice little treat. Mm. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, my God. Not too That's much. gold star white right there. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I found a few like, you know, they're just sweetened with like stevia and shit that are, you know, grape soda, like probiotic grape sodas. And they're so uh-huh. good. This oh, one cool. isn't, it isn't grape colored. It is kind of that like murky, you know, pinkish brownish color that a lot of gotcha. like, fruit sours are, but it yeah. smells mm-hmm. like grape soda. Oh my God. Oh, awesome. Yeah. No, that, that, that's definitely up my alley. Oh yeah. This is awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's hilariously great. Yes, this is the right beer for today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that uh, we had that uh, not too long ago. We we went and saw our guy Stephen over at uh, Belmont Station, and he gave us a uh, a Rocket Pop uh, seltzer, like hard seltzer, and it oh, yeah. tasted exactly like a Rocket Pop. I think that amazing. Roger gave me some kind of a Rocket Pop seltzer too. I don't know oh, which cool. brewery it's from, but I think I got All one right. in there as well, man. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I want to chug this in one drink. Like, I want to be silent for yeah, 30 seconds no, I get and it. just inhale this. It's so good. That's awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. Excellent, excellent. What have you been watching? Uh, well, other than those things I already named about, you know, the Conjuring, et cetera, uh, um, we watched a movie that people have been talking about over on Al Gore's internet, uh, No One Will Save You. 
Okay, I've been hearing about this. Um, my buddy Jessup, my corpse master bandmate and host of the Sale of Satan podcast, he watched it and said it was a huge piece of shit. I don't know anything <laughs> about it, though. I know nothing about it. I would say that's a huge piece of shit is, is over overblowing how much of a piece of shit it is. Uh, but I, I would agree that uh, by by the end I was not with it. Um, would you just call I, it a little? Would you call it a little stinker? It's like that's not a huge piece of shit, but it yeah, is a little stinker. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. like I liked a whole lot of the elements of it. I think the the main actress is so good. I think she because she has to carry the movie. Uh, you know, a mild spoiler if you want to skip fifteen seconds ahead. Uh, she doesn't talk for most of the movie. And she's largely carrying the whole movie. So the tension hmm. is good. But then after a while, it's like, okay, but this is the same thing. Like, I'm losing the tension because you're doing the same thing over and over. Um, there's there's some silliness, some goofiness, a little bit of like, you know, uh, I would say the ending, you know, I can see some ways that it might have meaning. I'm not sure that any of those ways are like super carried out through the whole film, though. Hmm. So I don't know. I, 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 you know, it's one of those that that seems to be divisive. I, I certainly liked elements of it, but I, I think, yeah, <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> it just, okay. It, yeah. So I, uh, it, it, it though, it definitely, if you want to get in the conversation, might be something you want to look for. Like, I mean, it's over there on Hulu, and definitely like. There are elements I did enjoy, and it's only an hour and a half. So that's okay. kind of like, right. you know, that that might be one of those I'll watch while I'm just fucking practicing guitar one night. There you right? go. Yeah. And then later you can be like, oh, yeah, definitely a piece of shit. Or maybe you'll be like, fuck, I loved it. It's great. Inspired sick riffs. Loved it. <laughs> yeah. The coolest. <laughs> My next album's called No One Will Save You. <laughs> we watched them. <laughs> Uh, a movie called The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, which We've is... We've been wanting a- to watch this, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, Bomani Story, I believe is his name. Uh, writer, director. It's, a, it's a, a Frankenstein tale just set in modern times in... Um, I believe it's shot in Charlotte, North Carolina. But, um, boy, I'll tell you what. Like, uh, the, the practical effects, really cool. Some really great performances, especially the leads. You got Chad Coleman in there as the dad. He's great. Uh, but, yeah, the, the the overall story is Frankenstein, and it's just set in a different light, you know, because our main character is a, is a black woman. Uh, and so there's elements of it that are really interesting because it, it sticks close to the novel on some things. Like, you know how you have... I don't know if you've read the novel, but in the in the you know, a lot in the beginning is is Victor kind of you know questioning his teachers and stuff, and they get a little outraged at him, but like you know he's he's safe because he's rich, uh, but sh- this is like a a young black girl in a nice school, and the teacher's a white woman, so you know that's a like early tension that like kind of gets developed, and I it really I think it's definitely worth a watch. Definitely okay. check All it right. out. I don't yeah, want to reveal too much, but it, you know, it, it's it's got it's got a lot of interesting little twists on the the Frankenstein narrative because of the way you know the the character changes and things. Um, and also, we watched uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead, 
on Saturday with Hell the yeah. Jack of All Graves guys uh, over there with uh, our great friend Corey and Mark, who have been on the show uh, a few times, and I've, I've been on their show. The, I'll tell you what, uh, this was great. Return of the Living Dead Part 2 with, with that whole crew Never it was seen such it. a fun time. It kind of changed my perspective on the movie because I had mm. always just seen like, because the first one is like a little silly. You know, there's goofiness in there for sure. But the second one goes like full goof. And oh. the first time I had watched it, I was like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> this seems just over the top. But watching it this time uh, with, with that crew, it was a blast. I had a great time. I thought it was really fun. So I definitely recommend checking that out. There's some really silly shit in there, though. Like, no going into it. Like, it is basically a, a cartoon zombie movie. <laughs> okay, I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, also, on uh, Friday night, over on the Screaming Chat, we watched a movie called Fatal Pulse. Boing. Ooh, sounds deadly. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, actually, honestly, it was it was it was fun. Uh, there was an interesting element to it where uh, <laughs> sometimes there would be a sound effect of a boing. That was like associated with a particular character. I didn't really understand exactly what it was. Like at first, I thought, "Oh, an erection." But then the next yeah, time, boner I was like, noise. I don't, yeah, I don't think there's a boner involved here. Yeah. Anyway, that's mysterious. Fatal pulse. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And then on uh, on Sunday on Ice Cream Sunday, we watched The Covenant from 2006, a Rennie Harlan movie. Oh, guaranteed um, gold. Guaranteed gold. So imagine. What if the uh, the vampires of the Lost Boys had uh, a, a child with the witches of the craft, and Ooh. it was like really boring, but like with a lot of dudes with their shirts off standing around in their underwear having conversations about intense things about being witches? Oh, hunky boys! <laughs> Yeah, Sebastian Stan. Okay, honestly, Taylor it Kitch. sounds like there's there is an audience for this for sure. You would think there was, but there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> nobody saw it. Nobody watched it. Yeah, nobody's really into the covenant. But I'll tell you what it uh, it really uh, worked perfectly for the the uh, the ice cream Sunday because it was boy, it had this line that was. I, I just, I can't even imagine having the hubris to say this, but at a certain point, the witches who go to a school that has four families, etc., cetera, uh, and, and, and those four families are like the founding families and all this stuff sounds like Hogwarts is Hogwarts. Uh, a guy, one of the witches is driving his, his car towards a cliff and he says, Kiss my ass, Harry Potter. Nuh-uh. Yeah, he does. And it's it's so unearned. It's so unearned. <laughs> like, it's just okay, like, listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> After everything Harry's been through, you serious? <laughs> now he's got these guys on his ass. <laughs> and now he's got to kiss some guy's ass? I mean, this yeah. is the late, this is like late 90s, right? Yeah, uh, no, it's 2006. So he's oh, you know dude, what? So Honestly, by this time, Harry's fucking older than this guy. Harry's a grown ass man. He's yeah, been through so a lot. He can't he can't be doing that either. So sorry, guy. Like that request denied. Yeah, your ass will remain unkissed, unkissed. by the chosen one, sir. 
Uh, yeah, so the Covenant. Rennie Harlan's the Covenant. Not not amazing. but Shockingly uh, not good. That's too right. bad. We we started Cabinet of Curiosities and yeah, got through dude. the first two episodes, and it's great. And I love the intros by Guillermo del Toro. He is such a cute man. Yes, Holy it's so Hitchcocky, shit. where he just kind of yes. like, he walks out there and he's like, so some fucked up shit in a storage unit, huh? I got something to tell you about. Awesome. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Tim Blake Nelson in that episode, the storage unit episode, he's great. Yeah. I, awesome. I really enjoyed it and uh, am, am looking forward to the Panos Cosmatos episode. I was going to say, told me dude, was that really cool. one <laughs> is insane and the, uh, the autopsy episode is Oh yes, Bonkers. that's the third one, right? With F. Murray Abraham, that's the one it's, that yes, was dude, coming it's up. Yeah, so fucking cool. You're gonna love that shit, dude. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Cool, <laughs> good shit, so, yeah. man. Nice, yeah. Solid choices, uh-huh. solid choices. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's we're really getting into that that Halloween time. Ooh, starting to really skin. feel like it, right? Yeah, that's right. Starting to sound like it too. Oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, cre- creaky coffin opening. Eep. How about that? I'm a Is that pretty spooky? Over here being really spooky in a scop- in a cobweb. Hey guys. Ah. It's kind of less scary when the spider tells you what he is right yeah like, yeah but spiders spider. don't like make a noise you know so like make a spider noise <laughs> i think that's the noise we can't hear it but i think that's what it sounds like <laughs> it sounds kind of like somebody squeezing out a turd i mean you know they got to get that web out somehow so it's that's probably true, yeah. not inaccurate <laughs> yeah spider noise spider noise so spooky, man. I'll tell you what's fucking spooky as a damn old scary thing. It's a troll. Oh, oh man. man. Trolls. So Trolls. spooky. Trolls, Whoa. we're saying. <laughs> Have they ever been on my mind lately? I've been thinking about trolls that I know, and uh-huh. if they are troll or if they are droll. Oh, <laughs> Troll or droll, that's the subject of today's Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. Whoa! Yeah. That's right. And you really a... sold them on troll or droll. Yeah, it's a but good I transition would say, right? I'm just going to say your presentation was a little droll. Not enough Whoa, troll. Oh, shit, man. Not enough Not troll. Not enough in there? troll. Yeah, you needed a little more Trantor voice in there. Like, Okay, I need a little um, uh, troll or droll. We're gonna talk about Trantor and other trolls, <laughs> but not in that yeah. in that voice because I have a sensitive throat, so I'm not gonna do. Oh it. right, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. We'll just talk you in know? normal voice. Yeah, okay, all right. But just imagine we're doing spooky troll voices, okay? Uh, yeah. So get real scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally scared. Yeah, we're playing a little game here called Troll or Droll. We're gonna talk about some of our most noteworthy trolls, and if they really do meet the troll test, yeah. if they pass mm-hmm. the troll toll, perhaps, right? <laughs> Can they pay the troll toll, which is, of course, one boy's hole? <laughs> How do you think that troll stands up from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? How do you oh, think that man. troll makes? Uh, that's a troll. I they mean, there's me nothing, droll, nothing droll about the troll after a boy's hole. No, you got to pay yeah. that troll toll, dude. Yeah, that that <laughs> troll right there, it definitely is 100% troll. No yeah. dispute about that. Yeah, yeah, and that sets up, the you know, 
for the rest of the 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 discussion clearly you understand what a troll is what the standard so, is yeah yeah so harry it, potter troll in a dungeon how about and there you guy? go the, looky here and that's a good example of a droll he's a troll right He's, I mean, what the worst thing he's got going on is he's trying to kill some children. Like, uh, you know, not a big like deal. Like, we need more of those? Come on. <laughs> but, I mean, he's like, he's he's goofy, he's silly, he's got a bunch of boogers or whatever. It's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's a threat, but not that big of a threat. Because it's, you know, the first year at Hogwarts, they're little bitty kids. Like, I like trolls that have a cunning edge to them. I like trolls that have a little bit of smarts in the brain, what's going to outwit you in some kind of nefarious way. I think oh, yeah. that makes a troll fucking legit, and this guy is unlegit. Like you said, he's just no. a big dummy. He's just a he's big super dumb. dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's real dumb, and, and even, you know, gets taken down by some little kids. So, honestly, Come on. droll. Droll, man, droll. All right. Now, let me tell you about a troll I think what's got some cunning. It's a fellow okay. what live underneath a bridge. He's going to give it away. What's he giving away? Anthony Death Kiedis? to goats. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not Anthony Kiedis. Wait a Different second. One. Is Anthony Kiedis the troll that ate the goats? That In the Billy Goats Gruff fairy tale. Yeah. You might be right. It's Wait, never hold been on. confirmed. Let's, just look, let's look back at the lyrics. Uh, Hippodopadipa eating on a goat, and mm-hmm. then I eat goats. There, oh, yeah. that's right. what he Hold meant. On. Yeah, I always thought there was something behind that. <laughs> Hippodopadipa goats. <laughs> I'm gonna rip a. <laughs> Remember when he said that? I do, I do, man. Damn it! Now it was out there in the open the whole time. Anthony Kiedis. Is a goat eating troll. Fuck. Goat eating troll. Billy Goat's yeah. gruff, man. That troll always did freak me out and made me creeped out of a bridge yeah. when I was a kid. It would take me until I was yet a teenager to learn that under bridges is just where people throw their old collections of pornography. And they're totally great. <laughs> That's true. Under bridges, awesome. Yeah, they're shady, used cool, to be porn, awesome. Any 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 shady cool spot uh that was a little off the beaten path. In the 80s and, and early 90s, at the very least, there was porn there. For sure. Yeah. So, that yeah. was the way. So, I mean, when we think about the guy living under the bridge, like, m- must be his. So, that, that, that troll, he's got a pretty hefty porn collection and he eats goats. I mean, I don't really see how he's a threat to me. Fucking metal is what he is. He sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Just looking at some titties and eating on this goat leg. Chomp, yeah. chomp, 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 chomp. Troll noises. Chomp, chomp, troll chomp. sound. Yeah. Uh-huh. Total troll. I can't remember I like if there was some kind of like, if it was a storybook we had or like an animated version of it, or maybe it was even on like the the Jim Henson Storyteller special. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that shit? Uh-huh, it was I so do. awesome. I can't remember if it was like one of those things. There was a, a, a telling of the Billy Goat's Gruff that used to freak me out when I was a kid. Oh, okay. I got to wow. track it down. I remember which one it yeah, was. Yeah, I do. That's a real troll right there, if you ask me. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Who else we got on the list? What do you know about a troll? What ain't no little teeny guy. It's a big old huge feller. What's in Troll Hunter, which we done on our oh, show a yeah. while back. Woo, yeah. What a troll that is. Yeah, there are several trolls throughout, but that troll at the end, 
uh, no doubt, is a troll. He oh, is troll. scurry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely, like, the, the you know, three-headed troll that's kind of silly. Not too, not too frightening. Though he's big. I mean, all of them in that movie, they're big at the very least, no matter what. Lord. They're, mm-hmm. they're a little bit, little bit scary. But that one at the end, ooh, buddy, that's a troll. Yeah, that's no kidding right there, man. That is all troll, if you ask me. What a cool movie uh-huh. that is. It's so fucking yeah, awesome. It is. Yes, it is. What about a dang old troll doll? I'm talking about just a little <laughs> naked, non-articulated figurine which has got a little jewel in its tum-tum and some crazy, some wild, colorful hair. Who cares? Well, Who cares? Well, listen, if I'm going to go up to Bingo, I'm going to take me a troll doll. Like, now, listen, what the hell are you talking lose? about no Bingo? What do you mean? Uh, listen, okay, so, uh, I, I don't know how many of my family members listen, so some of them will maybe find this really funny. My mom, uh, growing up, I remember when my mom used to always take her friend up to bingo. She'd always say, oh, I gotta take, I gotta take Wormy up to bingo. Yeah, that's the woman's name, Wormy. That's, that's a country-ass uh, thing to say. I gotta take yeah, Wormy to bingo. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. She'd always say that. And then later... It was another friend. And then eventually I figured out she's not taking them up to Bingo. She's going to Bingo. <laughs> she's just I taking see. somebody with her to pretend like they're the one that wanted to I mean, go. I don't like it or nothing. You know, it's right. like, oh, I, I got to take my friend Tom to the gay bar. I don't like <laughs> fellas or nothing, but he don't drive. So, you know yeah, how it uh, is. I got to go there every Tuesday through Saturday, every single week. It's just rough on me. Hanging uh, out with no. all them gay fellers. <laughs> but yeah, she is. Uh, so yeah, like that. that's one of the things I do know. Like there's a lot of like lucky trinkets that people bring along and whatnot. But troll really? dolls are pretty, yeah, pretty common. Mm-hmm. Well, how about uh, that? I would say though, uh, in regards to like scary factor, it's pretty low. Okay, here's the thing. You say that, but let's just say one night you awaken, and at the foot of of your bed, there is a a naked person with their arms all spread out. What ain't got no discernible genitalia, except Uh for a dang old uh, jewel belly button ring. Okay, no, and a shock of colored hair standing straight up, just as tall as they are. (laughs) Okay, so any any number of day glow colored hair just standing straight up okay yeah that is a what little think different about than it? what i was considering sure yeah but now, overall though, could be droll could be droll i i will say there's there's probably out there some only fans content where somebody has done exactly that <laughs> just mm. a belly button ring and hair standing straight up so. Where's that jewel now, I wonder? Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, they're droll. I'm going to say droll. I'm going to say yeah, droll. Probably yeah, probably droll. All right, all right. Now, what about a dang old cave troll from a Lord of a Ring? Uh-oh, uh-huh. they ain't no good. That's a dangerous item right there. Yeah. No, they're scary as hell. I mean, that that is, like, that moment is is so perfectly, like, choreographed i feel like the the little bit around the the pillar and stuff like just how creepy it is like how big he is and how fucking like like impossible to escape that that little moment is like 
yeah, that always uh, that's always stood out to me as one of the more like tense moments in Lord of the Rings. So that that cave troll definitely a troll. He's all troll, if you ask me. He no, seems not a bit of troll. He seems like a real rough riding son of a bitch. I tell you that. <laughs> that's a, yeah. He he used to roll with DMX, I think. Oh man! Back in the day, what if, huh? we, what if we just fucking did Lord of the Rings again in December? Just the whole thing. Fuck it. Yeah, Let's just do it again. number two. You think so that we go back to the trilogy? Just back to the well. Do it again. I mean, what is going to suck this time? I'm not against it. Listen, I'm not against it. If anybody listening is largely against it, you let us know. But that doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. Why would you be? Why would you be? <laughs> Now, a little while back on the show, we done a movie what was simply titled Troll. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is uh, a movie that, um, you know, it. the troll is definitely well done in it. Like, the, the face is well articulated and stuff like that. It It is, however, like, also, like, he, he's turning people into plants. And I just wonder, like, mm. how bad is that? How trolly is that? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, no, I've got to sit here and photosynthesize and drink water and be peaceful. Seems nice, uh, yeah. <laughs> seems great. Listen, yeah. you know what plants ain't got to worry about? Paying taxes. I, not a single plant has ever paid one tax, uh-uh. nor have they ever, uh, like, uh, had to go to work. They've never had to answer an email, nor have they had to read the words, circle back Oof. never once yeah sounds pretty fucking great sounds pretty cool me. yeah sounds okay <laughs> come at me troll i'm gonna piss a troll off just see if i could turn to a yeah, plant just to maybe see. i i accidentally grow a nice vegetable or a flower you know that's right yeah or it's maybe nice. uh become a little mushroom guy like the guy in the the witch's apartment that sounds uh, fun yeah yeah he seems I mean, fun worst thing that happens i got bugs crawling all over me Ooh, oh, itchy yeah. itchy yeah. What? Well, you know what? Good thing about plants, no central nervous system. Don't even have to worry about that. You don't even have to worry about it. Sign me up. <laughs> okay, Hashtag there we plant are. life. Plant life. <laughs> I think he's kind of droll on the troll scale, though, honestly. Yeah, I would agree. Droll, that guy. All right. I got one more for you. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's hear it. You ever been on the internet? Uh, yeah. Yeah, recently, actually. Yeah. You ever made something and put it up on the internet, and then you got some stranger just coming at you talking shit about the thing that you made? <laughs> have I? Yeah, I sure have. I've, I, in fact, this is very podcast. That ain't, that ain't nothing but no good trolls, are they? That's right. Yeah, no, the those those internet trolls, boy. Huh. Okay. Morons. Really, too deeply into this because. Hmm. They do suck. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, but how much of a threat are they? None. Zero. (laughs) They're none. They're zero threat. All they are is just some, some letters on, on a, on a screen. Listen, you guys know your buddy, uncle Ben, he does nothing but make stuff and gives it away on the internet all the time. Right. He's giving you that guitar wisdom. Yeah. Over there on the YouTube, I do nothing but make stuff and put it up. And then am, of course, always met 
with some dumb shithead who's like, uh, uh, this thing isn't any good. I can't believe you did this instead of this. I don't want it that way. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's always fucking something with these people, right? And I'm yeah. here to tell you, I don't give a single fuck. You know why? <laughs> why is that? Like, okay, I know that you're not supposed to read the comments and stuff. If you're the person making stuff, you're not supposed to read right. the comments. I do, because 99% of them are great. And, uh, you know, we as human beings have a tendency to only acknowledge the bad stuff and see the 1% right. of, you know, not good comments as being, oh, everybody hates me. That's not true. 99 out of 100 people are cool with what you do, no matter who you yeah. are. It's just how mm-hmm. it fucking goes. And every time I get some shit-ass comment from one of these, you know, the one percenters, that's the one percenter Bernie Sanders warned us about, uh-huh. every time I go to their fucking page, you know what they have on their page? Jack shit. Oh. Nothing. Huh. They Nothing. don't make anything. They don't so make they just, anything. They just complain. They just complain about stuff huh. that other people took the time to make. Put yeah. up for free. No uh-huh. one forced them to watch it, and it didn't no. cost them a dime. And they're still gonna fucking complain about it. You Go know what yourself. would be better than the thing you made? A different thing that a I different want. Thing. Yeah. yeah, the thing I want. That's what it should have been instead. So <laughs> you owe me. No, I fucking don't. Yeah, listen, man, I agree like, with you. <laughs> the things that I, I circulate around as much as I can. If you got time to talk shit, you got time to make shit. If That's you're watching something, you know, that somebody has made and you think they have done a shitty job and you know the answers, go fucking make it yourself. Make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you absolutely it's pretty easy uh to just take your phone and point it at yourself and talk at it. Everybody can. Like everybody, everybody can. can do it. It yeah, costs so nothing. It. Like yep. especially in the world of YouTube. It's not like it's like, well, I can't afford the $300 a week YouTube price it costs to upload videos. <laughs> it's free, moron. Like, yeah. do it. Yeah. Just, if you know, fucking do it. So, yeah. like, no, why, would, why would I respect the opinion of somebody that doesn't make shit, has not proven that I should respect their opinion on anything, and that it's just a total stranger? Of course I don't fucking respect the trolls, man. But yeah. like I said, no. like, dude, next time you're about to fucking post that shit talk comment... You know, the thing that always runs through my head, and I picked it up from Kevin Smith because he says it all the time, listen, don't curse the darkness, light a candle. If you oh, know uh-huh. if you know how something should be, you go out there and you fucking it. make it. Do yeah, it. Yeah, make it. Uh-huh. Show people how to do it. You don't have to go tell people they're doing things wrong if you can do it right. Just do it. Do it. Do the thing. Yeah. Make the world better. It's literally free, and you have nothing to lose. So... Drop your shit talk comment, you fucking internet droll, and go do it better. <laughs> Same goes for internet everybody. Like, drolls. You know, I love it. <laughs> like Most of the reviews and stuff we get for this show are resoundingly Great. positive. Yeah. And then there, you know, there is a 1% you know, shithead that just hates us for this reason or that. And yeah. none of them do shows. Do no, your own show. No. Do your own do show. It. Try it out. Just check. Just check. See what. See if you could do it. See if you could do it. You prove oh, the us risk wrong. is too high. Uh, no, it's <laughs> yeah. not. You, yeah, this is what you do. You make the podcast. Honestly, like tons of people who listen to to this show uh, make shows. Yeah. Uh, that that's a, a wonderful thing. Like we got all sorts of cool people who are making cool stuff, and you know, uh, you don't ever hear from people who make stuff just negative comments. You just nope. don't hear that. 
because they know nope. how hard it is. They know how it, like how you're you're actually going, uh, you're actually putting in a lot of work, and and you know if you don't do everything that someone else would have done, that's not proof you didn't do things really well. Just means that other person has this great idea and they should probably do it if they yeah. really think it's so good. Yep, that's right. If you know better, fucking prove it. Do the thing. Internet trolls, internet drolls, what I say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there we go. Troll yeah. or droll, man. We've hit a few. We did it. We fucking killed it. Troll or droll. Let us know about what trolls we missed over on our Facebook group where you can join up, hang out, and uh, enjoy fucking bots dropping porn in our chat all the fucking time. What is going on? Yes, dude. Kate is on there like nuking that shit several times a day wow i mean i've seen it yeah I, i've definitely like gotten rid, rid gotten rid of some myself but yeah well, it's, she it's went in and put in some like extra regular. like precautions in the chat oh, so good. it should help yeah good call Fucking awesome. bots they might be troll yeah. bots huh oh shit do you think trolls okay what if trolls got onto the internet and they were just trying to have like genuine intellectual discourse and they're just like, milk, it fucking sucks, right? And people are like, you're just a troll. And he's like, wait, yeah, I mean, yeah, I am a troll. Like, Why does that dismiss my opinion? You know exactly what I would do in that situation? What's I would that? sneak into their little troll group, and I would troll them. I would be like, hey, <laughs> I know you trolls. You guys want to see some goats? Check out Goat C. Check it out. <laughs> Look it up. I'd troll them, dude. Yeah, yeah. Check. Out. Goat. Want to see C. some goats? Check out goats. Goats. Leave yeah. the second e off. It's a secret. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> anyway. All right. See, today we are talking about dang old Ernest, mm-hmm. scared stupid from nineteen and ninety one, and uh, that's right. I am. I'm just overjoyed to to visit Ernest, man. Ernest, man, yes. you guys got to understand. Like, I don't know, I don't know what the standing of Ernest is anymore. I know for those of us that were born in the '80s, and especially those of us that grew up in the South, like, yeah, Ernest was as much of an institution as like fucking Hulk Hogan. You know, like oh, yeah. he was oh, just yeah. uh-huh. an icon of my childhood. And of course, yep. uh, Jim Varney, he passed away, I think, in 2000, right? Yes, yeah, February of 2000, he he passed away from complications due to lung cancer. And yeah, let, let me, boy. Too bad. I, I, yeah, 100%. Great guy. I, we did grow up, because he, he, um, he was working with Nashville uh, advertising agency Cardin and Cherry from 1980, uh, you know, on, and they produced like so many local commercials and they were all just earnest being earnest and then you know whatever the product is <laughs> and so we saw a ton of those growing up that that was just i had forgotten those, about that dude like yeah. i had forgotten that like earnest was on tv on commercials and shit for like purity milk and all that kind of stuff uh-huh yeah absolutely and so he had actually started uh, in stand-up, he he had uh, lived out in L.A., done like some acting, like uh, on TV shows and stuff, 
And he actually landed a pretty consistent gig on a show called Operation Petticoat, and then that got canceled. He was a he was a um, regular at the comedy store along with like you know people like Robin Williams. One of some of the the first comedians to really headline the comedy store. He even had his wow. own like neon sign there, um, and he you know was doing okay. But then the work kind of dried up in 1979, so he moved back. Uh, to the south he he was from uh kentucky moved back to the south moved to nashville where he started working with this advertising agency carden and cherry and uh he apparently had a photographic memory and he would do like they they would just give him you know what he had to say and then you know however many call like it would be like you know uh he he would do ads for like uh local radio stations so he would have like you know the spiel and then you know whatever the radio call sign was and apparently he'd just like read the 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 little spiel once and then just go like take after take after take just putting in the call sign of each of the radio stations wow dude yeah that that lines up with like stuff i read on his i think on the wikipedia or something about how when he was a kid he was able to memorize like super long passages from books and movies and then like his mom noticed he could like imitate cartoons and stuff that he saw on tv like voices and shit and so yeah she was apparently super supportive and like got him into acting classes and theater and shit like that's awesome great yes it is yeah he 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 definitely like got a place to go and shine and that that's one of the things that like i read an interview with him that came out and in november of 1999 and it was in a period where his cancer was in remission and like he was really hopeful for the future and he talks about how he had always suffered from uh he says manic depression in oh in the, shit and, and uh the, the way he describes it sounds like bipolar too but he he had su- like been dealing with that for most of his adult life and it wasn't until you know a little bit into his career that he actually went and saw a therapist and got a diagnosis and got put on Wellbutrin and, and really started to have a much more balanced life. And, uh, it, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Cause that, that interview, he's so like open and talking about like, you know, how much, you know, uh, they're, they're asking him a lot about, you know, him going and seeing sick kids. Cause this was apparently something he did a lot was he would go see sick kids dressed up as, as Ernest um, and he, he talked specifically about having a conversation with a kid and everything seeming fine. And then two days later he gets this call, you know, that everything had turned for the worse and the kids Ooh. passed. Damn. And it's just so like, it's heartbreaking reading the, the interview, knowing that just three months later he, he did die and he had like all these like amazing plans for the future and really like had this bright outlook he was just such a, a, a sweet man and really loved the South. In fact, he I didn't know this, but the year after I graduated from, from high school, he established a full-ride scholarship. This was, uh, I guess, like, you know, something he had started establishing before he died. But a full-ride scholarship to UCLA to anyone who was interested in going into entertainment from Tennessee or Kentucky. So wow. any... Yeah, any financially a financial aid uh, eligible student from Tennessee or Kentucky could apply for it, uh, and the only criteria was they had to go to UCLA. 
uh, which like it's just a really cool like way of helping people from that area try to get into the industry that he had you know his struggles getting into and really also even once the the earnest character took off had struggles getting taken seriously by by some other people uh hmm. fortunately a lot of other directors saw his talent so he was in you know uh he was in some stuff that uh, you know he's definitely higher brow uh t- a toy story and Toy Story 2, he's Slinky Dog. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Atlantis, Lost Empire, he plays... Beverly the, the Hillbillies, dude. Beverly Hillbillies, he fucking kills it. And that Amazing. was like one of... Yeah, that was one of the roles that proved that like he's not just this one jerk pony. He can really, you know, act. And he was in, uh, like, right near the end of his life, he was in Billy Bob Thornton's Daddy and Them. Which is and- crazy. Have you seen that movie? No, I have not. <laughs> it's awesome. I've seen it. I want to yeah. say I've just seen it one time with Brandon. Brandon showed us that one a while back. Uh-huh. And I recall really liking it and it just nailing, you know, white trash Southern <laughs> bullshit. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 sad because he, he was a guy who was really dedicated to his craft and also just a genuinely good guy. Uh, and, you know, kind of cut down in his prime he was 50 when he died but we you know we got a lot of great stuff out of him he was an awesome like as as a kid i was you know we we've talked about peewee before but like peewee and Ernest and hulk hogan like right up there all three of those uh, along with arnold schwarzenegger were like the you know my my childhood idols i guess oh yeah we loved it man we loved Ernest so much, man. Ernest was one of those things that was, it was comedy by grown-ups. Like, it wasn't, you know, like, like kids show stuff where it's kids being funny for other kids. Like, watching right. Ernest felt like, oh, this is a grown-up being funny, but it wasn't, right. you know, lewd, non-family-friendly stuff that kids weren't yes. supposed to watch, you know? That, like, okay, there was, so that that is a very important part, right? Is that he... He kept it kid friendly in in a way that like he he never made it mean spirited in the you know like way that he talked to kids. He's always on their level. He's never he's always the the butt of the joke. You know the kids are the ones who are just having a blast, and he he's the one who. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he was always willing to let the kids look like the smarter one and him be the right. one that was kind of the pratfall of the whole thing. Exactly, and that's why kids love him, right? Because yeah. you're like, oh, he, you know, he's like us, but, you know, he's taller, so he can reach stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think there was, you know, especially for kids' entertainment, there was a certain there was a certain level of like, oh, this is like a grown-up that acts like me, and then there was also like a, an empowerment thing where it's like, oh, I'm smarter than him, and I'm a kid. Like, Yes, yeah. I think there was a lot of layers to why that character really worked for us kids. Yeah, absolutely, and we've seen that, that type of character, you know, in movies around this time, too, and I'm assuming they're all kind of going for... A little bit of Ernest and Pee Wee, you know, and like Leprechaun, you got the little boy and the the guy who who's like an adult who hangs out with him. In Critters, you got the little boy and the adult who hangs out with him. And then here, Home you got Alone. This Home Alone. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that that like 
you know, that idea of like kids being able to actually talk to a grown up was was really like cool, you know? Cuz I you know, even though I would say our generation probably grew up with less strict parenting, uh it, it wasn't often that you could just have a conversation with adults where mm, you could yeah. say your opinions and stuff because you're a kid they're not really listening to you so these movies kind of give you that fantasy fulfillment of like well, i mean oh this, one, this too, adult cares like on top of that like having an adult male that wants to spend time with kids right. oh man not something i grew is, up with right that you hit it right on the fucking head man that is you know? exactly it so many of us growing up without any sort of father figure uh-uh. and this is not this this guy he's not going to tell you you need to go mow the lawn He's going to come up with some crazy contraption to mow the lawn, and you guys are going to have a blast. He's going right? to make it cool, right? Like, Yeah. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people might misunderstand or misinterpret. Like, if you just if you just discovered Ernest, and you watched it now, and you're like, wait, that's like a full-grown man who wants to spend his time hanging out with kids? Is he some kind of diddler? What's going on? Like, I nah. feel like a lot of people would be maybe reading into this completely the wrong way, whereas I feel like the vibe was completely to the benefit of kids. Like, I don't, there, there was yeah. nothing creepy or weird or anything about this going on. It was about just trying to let kids have a good time. Yeah, no, and and, and Jim Varney uh, very much had, like, control over that character and understood, like, that he had to make it as uncontroversial and kid focused as possible because kids you know they were a lot of what they were getting up to that point uh i saw you know him in an interview he said that a lot of everything you were seeing up to that point was just you know uh kids fighting robots in cartoons and stuff like you didn't get to see kids just having a, a good time having a fun time and so he wanted it to just be fun for kids so he really tried to avoid anything like i was you know just noticing in this movie that like no no one like none of the adults are supposed to be sexy right like yeah yeah you know and like the witches you got kind of a sexualization going on there uh in hocus pocus you got uh you know sarah jessica parker's character who is you know doing that thing uh, but in in this, like nobody is supposed to be. Oh, I mean, in this, sexy. the mayor looks like Tim Cruz, uh, Ted Cruz. So he does. So definitely you know, not sexy. The at opposite all. of sexy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right there. Uh, and I mean, you know, we got Eartha Kitten here, who is a sex symbol. She Amazing. certainly was in her Santa in, in her younger days, supposed to be sexy. But in this, she's supposed to be something like 110 years old. So I guess like, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like he he really. And the the directors uh, the worked uh, directory worked with John Cherry and Coke Sams. Uh, they really knew what they were working with because if you Listen, go back, and, did they? Because they didn't they didn't call their production company Cherry Coke. Morons. Okay, that's a good idiots. Point. <laughs> that's a good point. Cherry Coke they, production. Come on. They were dealing with like the the scripts they had to write probably were pretty basic when it comes to the jokes because what jim varney does is come in and throw in all these insane improvisations and characters and things like that oh yeah puts Uh, a spin on it for sure right so the scripts are pretty basic like they're not they're not creating anything that's like 
super amazing, but they know that kids will follow it and they'll enjoy everything that Ernest is doing. Uh, even if they don't fully understand like what the hell he's talking about, like when he's talking about Mongolian hordes invading Botswana or whatever, like yeah. <laughs> it, it's nonsense. What he's talking about is nonsense, but it, it's also like it's not important because Botswana sounds funny. Like that's all. It yeah, is. exactly. Yeah, that's the point of the joke, right? Right. Man, I feel like I feel like Jim Varney and, and the entire Ernest persona. And tell me what you think about this, but man, talk about a guy that was just born 20, 30 years too early, like a man out of time, huh. because I feel like if Jim Varney in his prime would have had a TikTok account, oh, he'd kill a it. YouTube channel. Oh he would, my God. Dude, like, tell me, tell me about it. like the talking to the camera, the over the top facial yeah. expressions, all no, the characters he's... and shit. Yeah, no, no, none of none of them could could even reach the the heights that that he because he the thing about the thing about him is that he gives a genuine warmth, like you never feel like he's making fun of you, right? And that's something really special, I think. And yeah, he would kill on TikTok. People would love him because <laughs> he's he's just so good at bringing you in and making you feel smart while also like having having this range like the characters are are silly uh the botswani and lumberjack and you know the uh, several different women characters he plays and the the uh roman legionnaire etc like all that very silly but he he approaches each like it's a real character and gives it like facial and like like uh like body movement elements oh, yeah. and like yeah he's really like into each of those characters yeah they're very developed characters that he's made right and honestly that would be the biggest controversy surrounding him now is like he's dressed as a lady and hanging out with kids is he some kind of a groomer <laughs> Well, I think the biggest controversy would be if he if he made Ernest goes to Africa again. That that would be a problem. That would be it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, definitely, (laughs) man. The character of Nelda, which is the old lady with the hat and the the neck brace on and stuff. Yeah, love her. Yeah, dude, Nelda is the best. I forgot that she popped up in this, and man, like. Especially if you really want to dig into all those side characters, you got to watch Ernest Family Album. The Ernest Family Album is the fucking one okay. you want to see. Have you seen that? No. Oh my god, dude, it is a fucking treasure. I think you can find it on YouTube still. Okay. Yeah, the Ernest Family Album. It's about the Worrell family. It's incredible. Okay. Um that character of Nelda with the neck brace on, always with the neck brace for no real reason. I remember right. as a kid, this made an impact on me whenever I saw the Van Hagar era of Van Halen, where Alex Van Halen, the drummer, you remember for a time period there, he had to wear a neck brace? Yeah. I can't remember why. Yes. It was like maybe a motorcycle <laughs> injury or something. I can't remember what it was. But he right. wore this neck brace all the time in, in like the live music videos and shit. And I always remember being being really confused as a kid because I didn't understand what that neck brace was or what it was for. And then I just see the drummer of Van Halen looking like Nelda. And I was like, maybe he really likes Ernest. Like I didn't know, (laughs) you know, it is when you're a kid, you just free associate things and don't know why they're connected. I thought he was doing a bit or something like he was doing Nelda. 
this is so funny that we both have stories related to Nelda because <laughs> around this time, my uncle fell off the back of his, his truck uh, at a construction site and he, he fractured a, a vertebrae in his neck Ooh. and he had to wear a neck brace. And like seriously, Nelda. me and my cousins could not stop laughing at the fact <laughs> that it looks so much like Nelda, like it pushed up his face and Everybody made it like the double chin and everything. <laughs> Everybody does, man. And yeah. I'll tell you this, man, there ain't nobody wearing a neck brace that doesn't look like they're faking it, right? Like you never see anybody wearing one of those things, you're like, man, I bet they're in pain. No, you see that and you're like faking it, phoning it faking in. I know it, you're fine. Faking. You're fine. <laughs> I don't know why it is, but I just always think that. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> but dude, so, yeah. seriously, he'd be huge if he was like on TikTok now. He would be a oh, absolutely. massive yeah. star. Like imagine especially mm-hmm. like the way that um the, like YouTube kids entertainment and shit pops off now. Yeah. Holy moly, man. He would be Yeah, he'd be huge. He'd be huge. huge. And, yeah. But and he was huge when we were kids. Like I don't know he if was. this is a I don't know if this is a Southern thing or not. I only know my experience, but I know in the South, Ernest was a fucking God. I mean, they call him in this, yeah. they call him the great redneck hope. And uh-huh. I don't know if he was that big elsewhere or not. Do you? Well, I mean, okay. As I said, in, in the seventies, when he was in uh, LA, he was headlining uh, the comedy store along with people like Robin Williams and he he has a, a you know a, a pretty good television background there he so he you know he had friends he had people who acknowledged he was clearly good at this but like it's interesting when you see like i saw him on uh the chevy chase talk show now some people may not know this but chevy chase for a very brief period in the 90s had a talk show that was in like just can you imagine if an asshole was supposed to interview people and also he gets jealous of everybody all the fucking time <laughs> okay i was gonna say you're almost describing letterman until you got to the jealousy <laughs> part so i was like yes no <laughs> okay so that's probably what made them think it would work they're like oh he's just doing letterman it's like no chevy chase is a full-on asshole <laughs> Yeah, I so, can't imagine that working well. I did not know yeah. that he had a fucking talk show. Yeah, he did, and he there. I watched this interview with him uh, interviewing Jim Varney, and he man, he keeps kind of talking down to him and just kind of insulting him. And Shocking. Jim Varney, yeah, Jim Varney just lets it slide right off of him and answers the questions and stuff. And then Jim Varney uh, says that uh, you know he's he's a dulcimer player and he's brought his dulcimer and he'd like to play it and uh you know chubby chase is like okay and uh he plays it sounds great it's great the crowd loves it and it cuts to chevy chase and his face is the most hate like he is full of anger not like having this it. fucking hillbilly is popping the crowd and they hate him like I I think it's interesting because yes, I think he was looked down on by a lot of people for the role because it was children's entertainment. Like he's doing stuff that Robin Williams is doing in a lot of ways with his characterization and you know the speed at which he can uh, make these things happen. 
Yeah, but, the goofy voices and everything. Right. But Robin Williams is also, like, he's getting respect by consistently doing stand-up. Uh, and then beyond that, he's doing movie roles that are, like, serious, which is why, of course, Jim Varney felt like he needed to do serious stuff himself because people weren't, you know, his peers, that is, some of his peers, were not seeing him uh, for the talent that he was. A lot of mm. people did, clearly. You can't you can't look at him in any of these movies, no matter how good or bad the movie, and say that Jim Varney is not bringing it. <laughs> that oh, yeah. Is always, oh, he's phoning it in. Whoa. Yeah. He is fucking high energy and bringing it. And if you watch the Beverly Hillbillies, he can tone it down, too. He can be the very subdued Jed Clampett and, and really bring a lot to the role. So, like... Yeah, I, I I think maybe if he had had some more time, people really would have grown to appreciate Jim Varney for the talent that he was. I think so. And I can't help but wonder, too, if, if we hadn't lost him so early on and if he would have lived to see this side of the millennium, like what other earnest movies we may have gotten, <laughs> you know? Because like in oh, our man. childhood, we had, yeah, goes to camp, goes to jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like an earnest, was it? It's like... Rides Saves again. Christmas, Ernest yeah, Rides Christmas, again. Uh-huh. Uh, Scared Stupid, obviously. Yeah, I I just wonder what other adventures he may have gotten into. Like maybe we would have gotten a, an Ernest storms the Capitol, you know, <laughs> where maybe he he ends up accidentally, uh, accidentally you know, ends up in there. this he, mob. Yeah, and then the, and I think the thing is, is that like they would look at him as some kind of genius king, and he's like, "These people are plum ignorant." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Ernest accidentally storms the Capitol, but convinces a bunch of people not to do it. Yeah, like he thinks they're <laughs> yeah. going on a field trip or something. Right, and then he's the philosopher <laughs> he's like, king among them. I don't Yo, know. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Ernest goes to Guantanamo Bay. Maybe we try that one out. Yeah, okay. I can see that definitely. Who, buddy? He's not he's not gonna he's not gonna be happy when he gets there, I feel like. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a wild time. They'd probably be serving some prison slop and he'd be like, Ew. Yeah. Governor Ron DeSantis would come along and watch him be tortured, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that, that one's pretty sure. dark. That's, that's yeah, a darker one. That, yeah, it does get dark. Yeah, it sounds a little dark. Sure. <laughs> you think there's any other adventures he might have gone on this side of the millennium? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like Ernest gets canceled for sure. Like he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like it wouldn't be anything he'd actually done because Ernest has to be. He has to be innocent. So he didn't actually do anything. But maybe like. Some rival has put together some fake video about him, and then everybody's mad at him. Boo, Ernest! Can't believe you said that. And he has to like reestablish his good name. He and Rimshot have to travel all the way to Hollywood, California, or something. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Sounds accurate. I like it. Sounds right. Sounds right, mm-hmm. man. Damn, man. I wish we would have hung on to him longer. He's a yeah. For by sure. all accounts, a really fucking great guy. Kate and I were watching this, and we we're just like, was there any? like controversies with this guy any like scandals well, yeah. or anything <laughs> well i mean the, yeah uh, the one i would say for sure is the the uh the Ernest goes to africa like just looking back on it or even watching it at the time it's like i've eh, never seen it fucking no uh yeah well i mean it's not it's not really 
one I'd recommend. It leans a lot on. I mean, it, it, it it's leaning on racist caricature and stereotype in, in a lot of ways. So it's it's just not it doesn't make sense, honestly, in the the whole work, the whole like filmography of Ernest. It's really just like what the hell is going on here? And I believe it's mm. the last one. No, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that that's I would say the most controversial. Though he didn't write it, um, it's, it's definitely like something he was involved in. I, I would say though, like there the worst elements of this, uh, which is of course the the Mongolian brown face bit, uh, are just amplified a bit, and it, it's pretty much what they lean on for the humor. So that. That's definitely not standing up, but I I don't think that there was any malicious intent uh, at all. It's it's just that you know they got away with some really lazy racist stereotype for comedy. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not one I want to to revisit anytime soon. Like no. I I actually didn't grow up watching the Ernest movies all that much. We watched the the show. You remember he had his like. Yeah, yeah. Kind of comedy uh-huh. skit show and stuff back in the day. We watched that a lot, but like I remember watching I remember seeing Goes to Jail and Goes to Camp when I was like a kid kid. I haven't seen either of those in forever, man. Yeah, When's the last time you watched either. the other movies and like do you think they're any good? Um oh I don't know if they're any good. The last time I watched them would have definitely been like teenage years, so it's been a very long time. Uh but I did like Ernest Goes to Camp a whole lot as a kid. Uh, it's got that whole, you know, eighties gotta gotta save the rec center, gotta save the camp sort of Oh yeah. Uh, you know, pretty pretty uh paint by numbers plot. But Ernest is really funny in it. Uh and he had that turtle. Remember he had the turtles with the parachutes? Do you remember oh this? God, snapping dude. turtles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the snapping turtles. Holy <laughs> shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. Awesome. So I remember. Is that the that one that has funny. like Exeronius in it too? Exeronius. Because it, it, like um, Bobby and Tommy, or it's not, it's uh-huh. not, it's not Bobby yeah, and Tommy, Bo- is it? Yeah, it's a, uh, it was Bobby and fucking uh, Chuck, 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 yes. yeah. Like I want to say, and make again, maybe I'm mixing this up, and it's a skit from the TV show, but I want to say that they were the ones that were like running the cafeteria. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're in that, and they one, made and some like food slop called Exeronius. Okay, yes, 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 yeah. Yes, Maybe I'm they're, wrong. they're in that one, and they're in uh, Ernest Goes to Jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. No, I, I definitely haven't seen the uh, any of these in a long time, except for Ernest Scared Stupid. And this is one that, like, uh, I loved as a kid. We've talked about before that, like, I, I grew up watching horror movies. I saw this when I was probably around 11 years old. I had already seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that, but this movie scared me. And it was Trantor, just the whole vibe, and the scene in the bed where the girl like checks under her bed and there's nothing there, and then she rolls over and the troll's there. Like it was Dude, so yes. perfectly done. Uh, but yeah, th- this movie stuck with me, and so I have watched this uh, several times since. I, I kind of keep it in rotation around Halloween time. Well, I don't think that you're alone in that experience because it seems like the the reason this movie kind of performed badly in the box office is because they 
they found it too scary. Like a lot yeah, of kids, kids found this yeah. too scary to watch. Yeah, kids were too scared by it, and honestly, it, it, I was not I too scared it. by it, but I was scared by it. It like it was good for me, I think, because I I liked horror movies, so that made it stick with me, and that's why I've gone back to it a lot of times because it it really did scare me, and I do think in rewatching it like uh it was just done so effectively like the the reason why it works is is it's shot and edited so effectively yeah oh absolutely so like i don't remember i don't remember watching this one as a kid i don't know if i ever saw this until much later on but i i think that if i would have watched this one as a kid it probably would have really pulled the rug out from under me because you're expecting fun goofy earnest right in a halloween movie and even the intro uh-huh. with the whole like it's like all these like very 1950s b movie sci-fi kind of things right. and him making yeah, spooky faces yeah it says like you're in for a silly good halloween time with earnest right um and then you watch the movie and there is some <laughs> some stuff in here that's pretty fucking scary i mean yeah in yeah, part it, because of the work that the uh, kyoto brothers did oh yes we get a whole bunch of really great like makeup effects and stuff and and puppetry and whatnot the the way that you know they they essentially reused a lot of the killer clowns and turned them into trolls yeah but it if, works dude, you could watch those like there towards the end of the movie where there's all the extra trolls that show up and just be like man if you put a little clown makeup on those things, yes, these are killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's yeah, a lot of them are the same exact designs, just head switched and stuff. And they even have the same animation when they die, that like swirly right. animation. Yeah, that stuff is all like part of what sells the movie because the aesthetic all works together. Uh, and I, I don't know. I feel like that Trantor design is so well done because it it does something real subtle that i didn't really like think too much about because i was just scared of it as a kid but when you we're so used to a nose like people have figured this out by now that like you, you take the nose off it's a villain like voldemort right right but but even, double the nose double right, the worse even, even more fucky is double the nose because now where there should be a, the bridge of a nose there's nothing breaking the up the center line of the face the symmetry yeah. line yeah yeah and now there's two noses that fuck up the whole idea of that symmetry and, and it it's just like i don't know it's so off-putting when you look it at it yeah and, it's like those, it just those photos people do where you have like It'll be like the you know the two eyes and then right underneath it two eyes and then right above uh-huh. it two eyes and like yes your eyes don't even notice that anything is weird until you realize I don't know where to focus and then you're like right. oh this person has six eyes <laughs> yeah you know what I'm talking about yeah I do know what you're talking about and that yeah like those subtle little things like made it stick in kids' minds I feel like so I feel like this is there's the reason why people uh continue to talk about Ernest scared stupid and maybe not as many of the other Ernest movies is because it it is scary like for kids and even you know looking at it just from a perspective of like how well that tension and and actual scare and how well the makeup and stuff are done that like it it all works just looking at it as an adult who's seen a lot of horror movies it's like I see why that works and I see why it yeah. works with kids. 
Yeah, totally. And there's elements in there where you can tell that they made it kind of kid-friendly. Like, the voice yeah. and stuff is really goofy. Like, it's not it like is. a super yeah. scary sounding voice. <laughs> yeah. and even the fact that the troll himself is kind of short and lumbering. He's not like a huge yeah. intimidating presence. And he's got the, yeah. the big oversized head. Like, it makes it a little, little more kid-friendly. But at the same time, it's, it's fucking scary. And the way that yeah. the... The face is so articulated. I think there was like yes. 14 different motors working yeah. in that thing. Dude, it, like if so you good. watch it and you watch how much expression is going on in the face of Trantor, yeah. it's ridiculous. It'll make you be like, you know what? Fuck CGI. Like 100%. Yes, this just 100% looks better. 100% fuck CGI. Yeah, I think that like the, the way that... Um, the other designs are all goofy, and and Trantor is is really creepy. It does. It, it's a good idea. Like, because if the other, if the other trolls were born and they're creepier than Trantor, it kind of like just undercuts our our protagonist. So they're all kind of goofy looking. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets into like battle mode and gets even grosser with those fucking ear tentacles and shit oh, oh my yeah God. yeah he gets the ear dicks and stuff right yeah yeah all of that is so effective also effective for me as a kid was the fact that he turns them into wooden statues there's something about that that's real fucked up yeah it is because as a kid i couldn't wrap my head around it because they're not dead Right. They're not yes. dead. What is happening? Where and are it's like they? Somehow weirder than being like petrified or becoming statues. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like you're this piece of wood now. What? Like, oh man. So yeah, it even fucked up. It fucked up my head more that they survived. Like if they were dead at the end, I, I, as a kid, I would have been like, oh okay, that makes sense. But the fact that they come back to life, it's like, oh wait, what was that experience? Like what? What did they just go through? <laughs> Explain it to me, please. <laughs> right, for real, man. You know, it, it's crazy too when you look at this movie and compare it to another movie that we actually almost did this year as our kind uh-huh. of fun entryway into Halloween. If you compare this to Hocus Pocus, which came yeah. out two years after this, and is uh-huh. I think widely more beloved than Scared Stupid. Although Scared Stupid yeah. still definitely has its audience, but Hocus Pocus I think is a bigger thing. Yeah. And you look at how similar these movies are. Like, okay, they both start with a flashback of an evil being banished. Yes. Um mm-hmm. cut to modern day someone telling the story in a school. Okay. Yeah, yeah cut to somebody accidentally awakens the creature and brings it back mm-hmm. okay <laughs> the creature has to obtain the souls of children to regain its right. power all right uh-huh. our child protagonists you know before they even have to deal with the supernatural stuff have to deal with bullies okay yeah uh-huh like which movie am i talking about right now is yeah. it Ernest or hocus pocus yeah, and Ernest was also like a a Disney like distribution. So like D- Disney I mean they they essentially had the the entire plot for Ernest Scared Stupid at least a year before the movie was made. So Disney had ample time to work another movie up with the exact same plot when Ernest Scared Stupid didn't do well. 
Right. It's like, let's get yeah. another bite at the apple here since yeah. that first one didn't work out so well. Yeah. And and honestly, like, they they made some major changes, uh, you know, not putting it all on Ernest, uh, you know, not putting it all on one central character, having the three sisters who, so, you know, have more varying uh, personality there. But they also threw in sex. That's like the yeah. main thing that is different in Hocus Pocus is they added in an element of sex. They added in an element of yabos in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe that's why it stuck with people because it had, it has that association too to it. But there's, and the, yeah, there's, the villains have charisma in it too. Yes. You know, like like yeah. Trantor, Trantor he, he can speak and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's. He's all boogery lipped and just kind of grumbles and so on. Whereas, yeah, the witches in Hocus Pocus do have a lot. They have the Freddy Krueger kind of charisma, where it's like they do. Yeah, you're scared of the villain, but you also think they're super cool and yeah. you're watching the movie because of them. Yeah, yeah. So I can see why it stuck longer. And also, I mean, you know, it's Bette Midler. Like people love Bette Midler. Yeah, like yeah. So it's it's definitely gonna. It's definitely going to stick around for long. And this is so kiddy that, like, I had to start, like, investigating, you know, when... Because, you know, kids' movies in the 80s weren't exactly kids' movies. Like, there were some that were kids' movies, but there there were a ton that were aimed at kids, but had, like, all sorts of adult-ass shit going on. Roger Rabbit. Yeah, for sure. Exactly that. Um... But this is just a full-on kids movie. Like, it is aimed at children. It is, like, parents might watch it and enjoy some of the moments, but it, oh, it's Oh, listen, not, dude. Redneck dads love Ernest. Of course. Redneck dads are going to enjoy every single moment of an Ernest movie. But the vast majority are going to be, you're going to be ki- watching children sitting down and, and really the the way that they decided to go all in on just making it full-on kid-friendly is why the others had succeeded and this one being a little too scary that just a little bit too scary drove off the audience because the earnest audiences is is soft they wanted they wanted just they wanted earnest to be there to make them feel safe and boy, does that troll just send the balance off a little bit. And that's, I understand why everybody wasn't rushing out to the theater at the time. But I, I don't know. I, I think the staying power of this for me is more than the staying power of Hocus Pocus. But that's, I mean, I know that's like, nobody's going to agree with that. Because <laughs> everybody loves Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Well, and, you know, both movies also have their, their little adorable animal sidekicks in them. We got Rimshot in this. <sighs> Damn, I love driving Rimshot. a car, wearing He's a little so Boy Scout outfit. What? Adorable. Just adorable. Yeah, Rimshot played by Barkley, who was in uh, the Ernest Goes to Jail, I think, was his first movie. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so cute. And just does such a great job, like uh in each of the scenes like clearly uh, you know the the tricks that they they taught the dog like it it does them so perfectly to look human like the way it pulls the levers 
Oh, it, so I, good. I, yeah, it's just so cute. It's like little curving of its little paw pulling the lever. So cute. Like the way it's like up on the steering wheel and his little tail is going because it's, you know, doing the trick. So it's happy. Like, oh, man. I fucking love Barkley. Love, love the entire, like, charismatic performance that we get out of this cute little pup. Yeah, no, nah, he's fantastic, man. That's a dang old dog. What'll drive a truck for you? That's for sure, man. <laughs> and then he'll, by the way, he'll deliver a booker, san- a, a, a bumper sandwich to a booger lips. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> he ain't a scared of nothing, man, including some no. dang old nasty ass brussels sprout alien pod troll egg things man what a great (laughs) idea for like kids in 1991 to be grossed out at an alien egg just make it look like a brussels sprout how about that yeah just a booger covered sprout it kind of looks like the gremlin eggs too in a little bit of a way which also we're clearly going for brussels sprouts and we've talked about this before brussels sprouts in the 80s were gross they actually like, did taste different. They were yes. not grown the same way. They were way right. nastier. Yeah, they were far more bitter than Brussels sprouts today. So I'll also put it out there that so many people of our parents' generation just are horrible at cooking vegetables. And I wonder how many of the Brussels <laughs> sure. sprouts that come from you know the the church potluck like came out of a can or they were just boiled yeah. or cooked to fucking death. Like true. It's not like now where you're getting like, oh yeah, they're flash fried and hit with some some bacon and a balsamic reduction, like sure, a really yeah, nice, delicious. wonderful balance of uh-huh. good stuff. Um, that probably didn't help. Yeah, it definitely didn't. But yeah, that that whole like uh, trope throughout the '80s of Brussels sprouts being disgusting is kind of. I, I feel like it's like one of those things that just won't make sense to future generations they'll be like wait what like i don't get it (laughs) i'll tell you a mind-blowing one get ready for this i learned this recently so you know the the hard candy runts right yeah Uh uh-huh you know the banana runts right yeah i do Uh uh-huh and how they they taste like fucked up like it's that super artificial banana flavor that doesn't really taste anything like a banana Uh, yeah Apparently, that was a dominant popular strain of banana that yes. was sold to mass market when that candy was invented. That's what uh-huh. that is. That flavor is actually... It's um, imitating that. Modeled after. Yeah, yeah, not a modern banana. Like There used no. to be bananas that kind of tasted like that. How fucked up would that be? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it's possible that a banana that tasted like that would taste good whereas everything that they put that flavor in it tasted bad it's it like tastes, shitty banana candy right off yeah but yeah uh, it, it is weird that it's based off a banana that we just can't get anymore yeah an extinct banana that's all that remains now it's like yeah. having a fucking tyrannosaurus leg flavored candy is what that is <laughs> Okay, now it's way cooler. Now it's actually kind of neat. You know, it's like you want to taste the past, motherfucker. Banana runt. It doesn't taste very good. It's not great, actually. (laughs) Things are better now. All right, now what about fucking Eartha Kit in this being amazing? Uh, I always forget she's in this, dude. I love Eartha Kit so much in this. She is just killing it. Amazing. Uh, You know, so cool. 
we get her a few years after this as as Isma in uh, Emperor's New Groove. The best, my favorite. The best, absolutely. Which, okay, get this. So Kate and I were watching this um, the other night, and uh-huh. we were both noticing how much her her vocal pattern, her cadence, and everything in this is Isma. Like it's not yeah. like mm-hmm. it's nothing like what she sounds like when she's Catwoman or any of her other roles. No, she no. sounds like Isma in this, and apparently. Yeah. She, I'm trying to remember the story. She auditioned for this and got the part. And then, like, later on, whenever they were casting Emperor's New Groove, it was the same casting director. Yes, it was the same casting director. Uh And she did that role as kind of a way to, like, pay him back for getting her on to Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. And it's very, very much the same character and vocal delivery, 100%. Yeah, it is, and she uh, is perfect. Like uh, I, I, I love both performances. She's, she is the most like in her role in this. Like she knows who this character is, and she's just going for it. And I, I love everything she's doing. But it, like, I had not really looked much into Eartha Kit, so I started reading about her and found out just overall badass um and i wanted to point out what well, one that at one point uh, orson wells called her the most exciting woman in the world Jesus. which is a <laughs> that's a pretty cool thing to have said about you uh but the thing that i thought was just the most badass is the white house incident which occurred during lyndon b johnson's administration where she hmm. She uh, was invited to a White House luncheon, and uh, she was asked by Lady Bird Johnson about the Vietnam War, and she replied, you send the best of this country off to be shot and maimed. No wonder the kids rebel and take pot. And this apparently caused a scandal, because poor Miss Lady Bird Johnson just broke down in tears. Oh, poor oh thing. my gosh. Can you imagine how hard it was for her to hear that her husband was sending boys off to get killed and maimed every single fucking day? Oh, no. Oh, poor her. Anyway, uh, so the CIA uh, had a, um, a file on her where they had her labeled as a sadistic nymphomaniac. Nuh-uh. Which is probably the most badass thing I've ever heard about a person. That's <laughs> that badass. The CIA has labeled you a sadistic nymphomaniac. That's pretty amazing. Honestly, that's yeah. got to be a good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, of course, when she she did find out they had a file about her, it wasn't an awesome feeling. It was one of those things where it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, especially being a, a, a black lady back then, that's probably yeah, pretty threatening. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty threatening. Very threatening. Yeah. So she, but she, yeah, she's just overall badass, and she is so good in this role. It's like she, you know, it's an earnest movie. So like. All the all, like all the other actors largely are kind of local to Nashville. Eartha Kitt, she's she's coming in and just bringing all sorts of fucking energy and stuff to this role. And I, to me, I feel like other than Jim Varney, she is the standout performance. Oh yeah, totally, man. Yeah, she's she is a crazy eccentric, hard ass yeah. lady. She's never going like full-on scary like the kids no. are like don't go into that house a witch lives there like she's uh-huh. not full-on threatening or anything but you can no. tell 
she's definitely a hard ass and she makes some really awesome stuff and she would have had a booming etsy store if she'd have been around today she, well, absolutely so if if jim varney was around today he'd kill it on tiktok and if eartha kitt's character was around today she was selling a lot of great stuff on etsy that she made out of uh garbage and it was by the way this is interesting because like we had just watched the curse of la llorona before we watched this and i have never been so appreciative of like real sets and real contraptions oh i bet like people spent time making all that art in her yard like somebody worked on it somebody made somebody welded devices Yeah, that that uh, that uh, Ernest uses all that stuff was oh, yeah. made by somebody. That's true, cool. man. Yeah, yeah, totally. And even like the uh, the forest and stuff, and that big overgrown gnarly oak tree, like that's all a set. Like yeah, people whole made it. Set there, yeah, that is so cool. And I, I just, I cannot be more appreciative for real work going into a film and real objects being put on film i love it so much no kidding so, man i, I, I mean i, mean, I, I know I, that this isn't like a fucking cinematic masterpiece right, or anything exactly. like that yeah but like, that's what i was no, gonna say there's no point in this where i'm watching it going man that'd be so much better if they just fucking green screened that if they cgi that it look right better. like there's no exactly. moment in that yeah, in this movie where I say that to myself. Right, yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, I have to look at all these things because I do love this from childhood. So, these are all the reasons why I say it is good. But I will acknowledge, boy, the kid actors are not very good. They're not good, <laughs> honestly, at all. They no, are not pretty really. fucking bad. Yeah. Okay, but I will uh, <laughs> say this. They're not great, but they're also not annoying like it's not like watching like the the fucking santa claus and you watch it now and you're like i want to fucking strangle that kid in that movie the kids (laughs) in this they're at least not (laughs) annoying they're fine yeah yeah they're they're not annoying and the ones that are annoying are supposed to be they're the bullies exactly yeah they get pizzas thrown at them ninja turtle pizzas actually ninja turtle pizzas yeah those are props from the secret of the the ooze dude They get that's fucking really food funny. fought in this, don't yeah, they? That's so cool. I, I think, you know, yes, they are not good, uh, and line readings are sometimes really garbled. The main kid is probably the best. He's the most clear and, and, and probably the best in actually interacting with other actors. Uh, but, you know, we also got the fact that the story is it's you know i mean the the idea that uh it it is this this world where trolls existed like trolls existed in this world Mm -hmm. in the 19th century a Mm -hmm. bunch of people saw them and they they feel like they have eradicated them from the earth and then this kid is like i saw a troll and everybody's like that's crazy you're stupid what an right. idiot <laughs> yeah but this lady was around 110 year old woman eartha kit in this apparently she was around she saw the trolls so like there are people still around who remember the days when trolls existed in this world and it it i don't know it, it's silly to me obviously that it all kind of hinges on the fact that uh, people just would treat trolls as something that like oh you know 
yeah, I know they were writing about it up until like the 1890s or whatever, but that's ancient nonsense. Uh, that that's a little silly, and then also the fact that uh, I mean it it all does hinge on this child of a man kissing a troll. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. the central like need to 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 fix everything is for a a grown child of a man to just plant a big old smooch right on a troll's face just love and he kills on him. him yeah yep, then he's gone <laughs> but that's cool to me i mean it's stupid but it's cool it's fun because well, ultimately it's like what did you want did you want to see ernest p Worrell like bury a fucking 12 inch axe in the cranium yeah, of Trantor, and it's like that. we won like and then yeah. fucking rimshot pisses on him and what like what right. did you want you know it's like <laughs> again with ernest it has to be Sweet. friendly and nice yeah. and sweet and innocent although there is like a weird like random almost psycho gorman-esque moment in this during that like fight with all the trolls at the end uh-huh. and they're shooting the milk at him and stuff it shows the aftermath after one of them gets sprayed by the milk and it's like a pile of blood and gore yeah that it's like was, one that, second but i was like what the fuck was they, that they went hard in that one second for sure yeah that was that was pretty brutal they also it, it largely seemed like all they did was pester the adults like i didn't see what they were were they gonna kill them but like they were gonna throw it looked like they had a car engine they were gonna throw onto a man yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucking brutal. <laughs> One of them was uh, shooting at, was it a cop with the bullets yeah, in the mouth? Yeah, he swallowed bullets and another one was hitting him in the back of the head. <laughs> they go hard, those really trolls, funny. man. Yeah. They definitely go hard. That last fight scene is really fun. And again, there's so many costumes and prosthetics and effects and stuff going on. That entire scene is definitely a blast. And I also love, too, man, you were talking about all of Ernest's gadgets and shit that he had. Like, I forgot that one of Ernest's things is that he, like, way overachieves anything that he is yes. set to do. Like, if you give yeah. Ernest a, a task to do, yeah, he's he going to overdo it. the fuck out yeah. of it. Yeah, and usually end up maiming himself in the process of it. Yes. Like the, the garbage can thing he has at the first of this where he's the, uh, yeah. the sanitation engineer and ends up getting compacted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's a real funny set of events especially when he pulls the battery out of the uh the thing that operates the the truck and then the the electricity just like jumps over yeah. to it like <laughs> like that battery wanted him to fucking die <laughs> well and like he it's seems so to like physically behave by like cartoon rules because he gets yeah trash mm-hmm. compacted yeah. and it dumps the big block of trash out and like his legs are above his head and he's all like smushed and shit but then he just pops back into place like a yeah, cartoon character uh-huh. nobody yeah. else in this universe by- behaves by those rules though no no it's only him he's he is the bugs bunny of this universe oh yeah and he's breaking the fourth wall like a motherfucker and uh-huh yeah all the different characters i was interested in this too whenever uh there's a scene where ernest is hanging out with kenny our main kid and uh-huh. he starts like b- busting out into all the multiple, you know, different characters and shit. Being, um, uh, yeah, the the Botswana guy and the Roman and all this kind of uh-huh. shit. 
and the kid remarks like just my luck uh my only help is a multiple personality or something like that like somebody else acknowledged that Ernest is doing all these different characters and shit right and it kind of got me wondering like whenever we see Ernest and he's doing the different characters and shit and they're in costumes and different character or camera angles and all this is that just in his head like is it really just him and his gray t-shirt and denim jacket putting on these voices in different stances but always looking like himself but in his head yeah. we're seeing all these different characters i mean it must be i'd never thought of it but yeah like he's not running off to do costume changes he's just doing it so in his head that's what he looks like but i guess in our in, in the, the real universe it's just him looking the way he looks that'd be interesting to see too yeah like, <laughs> but like what that I, looks I like think, from the kids pov where he's yeah. just like suddenly this adult is just like <laughs> acting like four different people in front of him right. or some shit. but yeah i think you're right i, I had never thought of it but yes uh-huh yep. i'll tell you what speak, speaking of uh people looking the way they look something that threw me back about this man so i was watching this movie and, you know, keeping in mind, it's 1991 when it came out. I was like seven when this came out. The The main kid actors in this, I would guess, are, what are they, nine or ten? Yeah, I run there, I'm sure. And I think it's the scene where Elizabeth, the girl, is at home. Uh-huh. And, like, her mom is, like, putting her to bed and stuff. And I'm looking at this being like, wait, this was, like, around how old my mom was when I was watching this. Yeah. And I'm looking at this mom in this movie, and I'm like, dude, she's, she's like, yeah, she's like way younger than us, but looking uh-huh. like frumpy as fuck due to that early 90s mom wear. It really threw yeah. me off because I was like, this is what my mom looked like in 1991. Yeah. It's so weird to see that. Well, and I mean, the the fact is that this was shot around Nashville, so like... yeah. Might even been the same exact clothes your mom would have been wearing. Like. Totally. <laughs> it's really weird to see that yeah. shit, man. It was also just really fun to see, yeah, all those like 90s house sets, like uh, like the yeah. bedrooms and the rooms in the house and stuff. There's all that kind of like that dusty pink color that yeah. everybody used on their walls. Like our, our living uh-huh. room was that kind of dusky pink color. Yeah. I fucking yeah. hate it so much. Yeah, like, it's pretty bad. Everything's gold and brass and bronze uh-huh. accents on yeah. picture frames and shit. I Ugh. fucking hate that shit so much. Yeah, it was a rough period, just home decor-wise. <laughs> oh, man, so bad, dude. But, yeah, it was a trip seeing that, just knowing, like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how old, around how old I was and how old my mom was at this time. You know, one thing about this movie that I've always found interesting, and I was going to see if you noticed this stuff, because, I don't know, I don't know how many people notice this kind of shit, but the frame rate in a lot of this movie is odd. It feels like it's like 20, 22 frames per second in a lot of it. Did you notice okay. any of this? I didn't. Watch it again. It's not okay. It's not all of it, but especially a lot of those scenes that are like moving kind of quickly. Feels like the frame rate is just a little low. The same way that it looks when stuff is like slightly sped up and you can see that it's kind of choppy looking or something. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of scenes in this where you can tell the frame rate. Like I said, I'm going to guess. I don't think it's as low as 16, but 
I want to say it's probably between 18 and 22. It just feels a little different. Although, oh. I like it is the thing. Like, Oh, okay. Maybe it's because I played video games and shit so much that like I like you know, lower frame rates. Like whenever they were trying to push 60 frames per second in oh, movies yeah. like it around 10 years ago, no, fuck it's that not shit. fun. Don't like it, no. It's awful. My brain yeah. like rejects it. I think it looks less real somehow. It's so yeah. mm-hmm. strange to me. Everything looks like fucking Telenova or like... Uh, telenovelas, yeah. Uh-huh, yes. It's It awful. really does. Uh-huh. I so agree. the fact that like this has a lower frame rate, like I really like, like even, I don't know, like I used to shoot my videos in 30 frames per second and uh-huh. then I started shooting them in 24 and I was like this unexplainedly, unexplainedly, that's a bend. Unexplainedly. <laughs> unexplainedly. It just looks more cinematic whenever I do 24 instead. Yeah. Which makes yeah. me think this is lower than that. Watch it again and you'll notice yeah, when stuff okay. is moving fast, like it's just slightly off. I wonder why they did it that way. Hmm. I don't know. To talk shop with uh, John Cherry, get him on the podcast, see what he's up to. I think he's dead. Yeah, I think I think so. I think he died. Yeah. He wouldn't have a lot to say. Yeah, I don't think so. I think maybe he'd probably have very little to say. I mean, most corpses, few to no words. Not all. Not all. some. Hey, some of them are out there just jibber jabbering. <laughs> some of them say, I can feel myself rot. It's true. It's true. Wow. It's crazy, man. Um, those wooden kids from 100 plus years ago, they get woken up in Whoa. 1990. That's going to be different. Yeah, it is. It's going to be very different. I, yeah, this just, just as a, a child watching this, this fucked with my head. It was like, oh, what is that like? Like, okay, what were they experiencing the whole time? And what is their life going to be now? Like, so this 110-year-old woman's going to take them in, but then what? Like, she's 110. Yeah. Man, I, like, I, I wonder, too, like, I mean, imagine you'd been a wooden kid for, like, 100-something years, and unbeknownst to your to your keeper... Maybe like some termites and stuff and like birds and oh, holes shit. through you and shit. Oh no. And they they bring you oh. back to life and you're just like ah ah and you're spraying blood everywhere. <laughs> it's oh, like the termites, no. the termites. Wow. That That'd be bad. really adds a fucking element I hadn't considered that makes me want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it'd be really terrible, right? Yeah, it would. That fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into that. Don't want it none. <laughs> uh-uh no man it is it's just a well-paced fun movie like am i it's, yeah am i knee slapping laughing my ass off no not I most mean. of the time sometimes there's some good bits in there i mean we definitely like you know we we've got some moments like the moment when he's in that uh convenience store and he thinks he's playing charades and the guy ends oh, up pulling yeah. the gun on him. He's like, when you play charade, you really play for keeps. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that's a real funny moment. Like, it, it really is. does genuinely make me laugh. But, yeah, you're right. A lot of it is just like, it's it's funny to kids. I'm sure kids would be just loving it. But to adults, it's like, oh, he's got a lot of energy. This is really cool that he's doing this for kids. But, like, it's not really hitting me. 
But at the same time, it is totally a, you know, nostalgia drug comfort to me to watch Ernest. Yeah, like, uh-huh. For sure. It's it's still something that is very fun and very amusing and gives me the warm fuzzies watching Ernest because he was such a fixture in my childhood. I mean, honestly, like, between Ernest and, like, Weird Al, like, so uh-huh. much of that shit is my childhood clean yeah. humor models yeah. that we could enjoy as, like, a family and shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that that is... That is like so true that we had, uh, yeah, like Ernest and and Weird Al, who really were just like they just seemed sweet. They seemed to care about the kids that they were entertaining. Not shitty find, people in real life. Which yeah, is great. you find out later, just great people in real life. It's real nice to just know that like the they they just wanted to do a good thing like they were trying to make it in the entertainment industry obviously but they were trying to make it in a way that they felt good you know and at the end of the day jim varney felt great about this character and how why wouldn't he other than of course ernest goes to africa (laughs) yeah yeah again can't ignore that that did we're not gonna yeah i think the only thing about this movie that as a as a longtime Ernest fan that I missed that I think would have improved it is uh-huh. a little action with Vern. Dude, like the presence right. of, of yeah. Vern was always uh-huh. a thing. And Vern was the the POV behind the camera. Like whenever we had scenes with Ernest and Vern, your yeah. eyes through your the camera Vern. were yeah. Vern. Yeah. And Ernest uh-huh. would like kind of barge in unannounced kind of Kramer style and have some kind of wild idea of what they should hey, be Vern. doing or something. Mm-hmm. They try, you know what I mean, Vern? And you know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. <laughs> Vern never talked. There was no voice of Vern. You just have like the camera nodding yes or no or whatever. And Ernest would be trying to do his best to have a good time and do something cool for his buddy who he was just annoying the shit out of. And then it would usually end up with something terrible happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like as a kid, I didn't even realize like, uh, you know, how ridiculous the setups for those were because he'd be like leaning in through the window while Vern was taking a shower. Totally. It was that kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And as an adult now, it's like, oh, he's supposed he's annoying as hell. As a kid, I was just like, yeah, he just of course he would cool Ernest, Ernest is coming over yeah. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in reality he is annoying the piss out of this guy right. Vern who's <laughs> yeah. probably not even his friend but Ernest is just right. so sweet that he doesn't realize that he's yeah, annoying exactly. the shit out of this guy mm-hmm. I did miss Vern in this yeah yeah they could have they could have definitely had a moment with that for sure but of course you know as we said earlier like we're also missing uh, Chuck and Bobby who had been established in the past two movies oh yeah kind of like part of it because uh the, the guy who played chuck um oh damn what was his name uh oh gaylord sartain he he was a hee-haw alum and had you know he was just a local nashville comedy guy and they had some contract disputes disney and him so they brought in this other guy really? to play tom and yeah huh. tom and bobby are good together but it's just not it's not it's not that same level like those two really fed off each other. I mean, Bobby obviously not doing much. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pin and teller the, situation. Yeah. yeah, but that's now, the funny part. Yeah, Chuck on the on the Ernest show 
Isn't uh-huh. he the one that would always be like, listen, do you hear that sound? It's the call of the wild Iranian uh-huh. muskrat or whatever. And I he'd be like, here, so, to yeah. do the call, you just have to do this. And he'd always like put his hand over his mouth and make the same noise every fucking time. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah it I was believe really that was stupid. <laughs> it was, yes. But I loved it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that, so that, maybe they were missing, too, yeah. They're, yeah, they're missing a little bit, but like... it. I don't know. I think all the elements that are missing, all the things that make it not like the other Ernest stuff are the things that make it stand out and made it like become this kind of cult movie where people people do love this, not on the same level as Hocus Pocus or uh, I'd say probably about the same level as Halloween Town. Roughly mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You definitely got a good following. But yeah, it, it is the fact that this... I don't know. This is outside of the comfort zone of Ernest. It's it does have really legit scares in it and stuff, and is a bit more, uh, you know it. It goes darker than any of the other stuff did, except the first movie that they ever made in 1985, which is a sci-fi horror comedy called Doctor Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. What the fuck is it? An Ernest movie? <laughs> It is an earnest movie. What? And I Riddle of the Gloom Beam. This sounds like the, the fucking peanut the butter gloom. solution or something. <laughs> what? Well, I I started watching and just kind of skipping around in it cuz I I didn't think I had seen it, but then when I started watching it I was like, "Oh shit, I remember some of this imagery." Hmm. Uh, so I ha- I did see it as a kid and it is darker uh than any of the other stuff including this, I feel like uh definitely check it out i'm not saying that it's good or or anything but it is the imagery is dark there's some real interesting stuff in it so it's on it's on youtube as well with ads or if you got premium it's free is ernest the main character uh okay uh so no uh he he's a character that kind of sets up the events dr otto is the villain and he's jim varney as well and jim varney plays several characters throughout okay yeah Yeah. interesting yeah it's definitely worth looking at uh if you're you're interested in seeing like a darker version of some of the things that jim varney could was was into that it definitely was like they 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 surely like had an idea of who Ernest was at that time because it was eighty five, but it's clear they didn't fully know like what their audience was. They didn't really mm. get that they needed to aim for kids yet, but okay. they clearly get it after that because you know he goes to camp and whatnot, etc. Wow, man! Well, I have to check that out, man. I also just want to go back and. Yeah, rewatch the Ernest Flicks family album, uh, the TV show. Uh-huh. Hopefully, I can find all this uh-huh. stuff on YouTube and just get baked as fuck some night and watch yeah. some of this stuff and have watch a good old day time. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fun movie. This is like an every Halloween watch for me. You know, I, yeah. I've said on the mm-hmm. show before that we watch you know fucked up scary shit all year long. So uh-huh. for for Kate and I, whenever Halloween rolls around, this is when we watch. The fun ones. This is when we watch yeah. Adam's mm-hmm. Family and yes. Trick or Treat yeah. and yeah, Ernest yeah. Scared Stupid and 
uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, after after yeah. uh, Halloween. Like we we do all that kind of stuff. This is like our time for the fun ones, and this is one that I watch every year and will continue yeah. to. Yeah, I would agree. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh uh you know as impartial as I can when I rate it. Uh, in my heart, it's a ten. Same, but <laughs> as far as like the actual like viewing experience, I think. I can understand people who didn't see this as a kid, not really uh, caring about it. I can absolutely see kids today maybe not even connecting to it, though I think they still would because he's silly. Like, he does faces and he does voices, and it's still, as you said, he'd fit right in in TikTok. Um, yeah. I I think that the filmmaking itself, though, the the actual, like, look of everything, the the fun sets and stuff, the... Uh, the Chiodo Brothers, uh, you know, uh, designs and whatnot. All that stuff is cool. Ernest is is going hard. Eartha Kitt's going hard. The dog's going hard. At the very least, you got that throughout. Um, the story, pretty simple. And, of course, the ending is, is pretty ridiculous, which it should be because it's a, it's a kid's comedy before horror <laughs> at all it yeah. is it is a kid's comedy um so i i think uh, you know for what it is and for for um you know just my own personal enjoyment i think i could give this a seven yeah i yeah. think that's pretty fair yeah, like, I, yeah i'm with you like in my heart totally nostalgia drug influenced it's a 10 for sure yeah i i think for a lot of the reasons you just named off totally objectively I'll say it's like a seven and a half to an eight. I mean, oh, okay, higher for you. Gotcha. And I'm cool. ranking it that because it, it is what it is. It is a kid's scary movie. Yes. Like, yeah, it is. How much better could it have been? Like, what was it yeah. missing for the kids? You know what I mean? That's so fair. To That's a good me, point. I'll rate it that high just because it it achieved what it set out to do. Absolutely. So I can't ask much more of it. And yeah, man, fucking. Jim Varney, dude, what a legend. What a fucking cool-ass guy. Um, so happy to to learn more about this guy and get to appreciate some of his work here on the show. I mean, yeah. This is, outside of Wild Cards, the, the only foray into Ernest Land that we'll ever do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy to get to talk about him because he was just such a huge part of of my childhood, my redneck, yeah. silly, goofy, um, pure, innocent childhood. Ernest had a part Absolutely. in Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Love it. So, hey... Uh, I hope you all uh, enjoyed this movie as much as we did, Uh, but we're about to get back to the big horror guys. That's right. That you all know and love. Mm -hmm. That's right. We're going to be hanging out with our boy J-Dog, as I like to call him. J-Dog. Yeah. You call him that all the time. And he's always like, oh, Ben. Yeah, that's him, man. (laughs) He talks when he's around us. We're watching one that I ain't never seen. We are in uncharted J-Dog territory here for Jaboy because we're talking about Jason Goes to Hell next week, and I'm stoked because I haven't seen it. I've just heard that it is bananas. It is. I, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't want to say anything. I want okay. you to go into it and just experience like whatever they were trying to do with it but also know that the most recent time i watched it i was like all right I, all right i'm fine with it <laughs> like it, it is 
it is one that that is definitely going to make you question what is happening but i i think maybe you'll get into it not sure is the not is sure. the answer of what was happening very much blow oh yeah yeah okay. yeah that's definitely yeah. the answer as to what was actually happening when jason goes to hell got made is very that's much a, blow. Hey, that's a fine tradition in the in the jason uh, yeah. legacy though you know uh, friday the 13th and cocaine go together like hand uh, in hand. cereal and milk that's right man like trolls and miak <laughs> yep trolls and delicious miak yeah we'll find out about that one next week in the meantime, support your boys on the social media uh-huh. outlets. Use our Linktree page to find our Instagram and all that kind of shit. You can hang out with us on our Facebook group. It's the best place to hang out. And sure, uh, you can yeah. support us over on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Come patron on any level. Get access to our Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, got that uh, Conjuring Hell Rankers up there. We'll have a Halloween Hell Rankers by the end of this month, so Woo. get ready for that. Uh, I, I'm barely prepared. I don't know how I'm going to do this. How am I going to make it through the Halloween movies again? Oh, uh, Lord. Yeah. But we're a patron on a $5 level, and you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl, and then we cover the movie that we draw from the smoking bowl on the show once a month. It's a great deal. Head on over there do the thing give us some 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 support and some love and all the good stuff over there and tune in next week for our second month of october halloween romp extravaganza i'll be there i'll be uncle ben i'll be hollywood steve we'll be dead and lovely jason 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 kill them kill them kill them isn't that how it goes <laughs> yeah that was I it i thought so kill kill jason, kill jason, kill jason the bad kill bad them, people 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 <laughs> that's what it says no 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 fucking 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 yeah I guess bye right. now back in my day uh-huh we was calling the television the boob tube. That's what we called it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Boob tube. Mm-hmm. But the way I see it, that name ain't no count no more on account of the fact ain't no TV got tubes in it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all these kids is in the ass these days. Oh, okay. Boobs are out. Tubes are out. Boobs are out. Tubes are out. So it's not, yeah, it can't really be the boob tube. No. Mm-mm. No. So I've got huh. I've got some options what we can adopt for these modern times. You ready? Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Maybe you just sit yourself down for some entertainment in front of the old ass glass. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's nice. I like that. You know, I, it's a little I mean, bit I'm more interested. modern. It's a little bit yeah. more with it, you know? For sure. Kids these days, they're into ass. The TVs now, they're just glass. It just right. makes sense. Right, so put it together boom you got a perfect combination but hey listen we can't be sexist no more not like we used to could we got to be <laughs> inclusive not like we used to could you know back in your day mm-hmm, that's right mm-hmm. which is why we can also be causing it the peen screen the, all right the, peen got the ass glass screen. and the okay. peen screen okay so all right because like it you know it's a screen 
for sure. Yes. And you're trying to draw, you're trying to draw in like you know people who are attracted to men. So the peen screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If you're into that, you know, if that's what you're into, yeah. if you're just yeah, like. Yeah. Let's flip this thing on and see if we can find some hot dongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where, where's a nice big hog just a hanging? Yeah. I picture somebody, you know, with the remote in front of me going, ha, 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 while they're looking for some <laughs> hot penis. Oh, for on the sure. On peen somebody, screen. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. Somebody standing in front of the peen screen has got a little mischievous laugh going on there. Yeah. They're going to be pretty disappointed the majority of the time if they're scrolling through like cable TV. They're not going to see a lot of dogs. Not a lot of peen, no. no. No, not a lot, no. But, hey, every once in a while, they're going to come across a Game of Thrones. Mm, yeah, you might see a dong on there. Mm, sure. That's true. Wiener, wiener, wiener. <laughs> and, you know, for for the boob tube inclined, you'll see some boobs. You'll see some ass on that glass. Everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's... Sir Mix-A-Lot did abjure us to put them on the glass so mm, that's go. true yeah mm-hmm. there it is put them on the glass meaning show them on tv that's what he was trying to say oh sh- thank you yeah. show them on tv put them on the glass on the uh, ass glass i see why this guy was knighted it makes sense yeah. <laughs> he's a regular nostradamus he is 